the Indianapolis Colts defense could look drastically different next year, depending on what they decide to do this offseason. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off of your first purchase. What's up, friends? This is Jake Arthur from HorseshoeHuddle.com. And today we are putting a bow on our free agency preview. Uh, one of our most recent episodes, we brought to you the offensive players that are going to hit free agency, uh, who we think the Colts should prioritize and bring back, who they can probably afford to let walk, and what the impact is going to be in the middle, essentially. Uh, and today we're looking at the defensive side of the ball. Uh, even more impactful players on that side. Um, definitely some guys they need to think about bringing back. A few key contributors they already have brought back uh, this offseason, signed to new contracts. And then guys that they can probably just let walk or maybe just be camp bodies next year. Uh, so let's dive into it. Uh, we, as we mentioned the other day, the Colts kind of sitting pretty uh, when it comes to the salary cap space. Uh, Spotrack has them at an estimated $72.7 million. Uh, that is the fifth most so far. And as we know, the Colts are never going to have a big shopping spree when it comes to free agency. Uh, they're not going to spend more than, a guy, than what they think a guy um, should command in the free agency market. Now, obviously, a guy is worth what teams are, are willing to pay him, but we have rarely seen it be the Colts that are going to go and just break the bank on a guy that's at least not already in the building. Uh, so with that said, the Colts tend to invest in their own. A lot of their money goes back into their own pockets, uh, signing guys to, to contract extensions. And I mentioned at the top, a few guys already have got extensions. Uh, linebacker Saguna Luby, linebacker Cameron McGrone, and safety and special teamer Trevor Denbo. Uh, all of those guys did get fresh one-year contracts last week, I believe it was. Uh, so those guys, you can cross them off the list. They were projected to be free agents. Uh, but otherwise, kind of going from most impactful at the top, uh, you're looking at nose tackle Grover Stewart, nickel corner Kenny Moore II, uh, safety Julian Blackman, Defensive lineman Taven Bryan and Tyquan Lewis, uh, defensive end Jake Martin, defensive end Jannard Avery, and safety Henry Black. Uh, so you're looking at a pretty significant amount of snaps on there. Uh, Grover Stewart, of course, was suspended six games, uh, but kind of showed exactly why you need to resign him in that six game absence. Uh, Those kind of is not a good scenario for him, but you know you get six games off to rest in the middle of the season. And then you get, you know, seven, five or whatever more at the end of the season to, to go ahead and and uh, really kind of let it all hang out and put your best foot forward and put your best tape out there. Uh, because after all, you are fresh after that six game layover. Uh, Kenny Moore, really great example as well. Uh, that's someone who we I think a lot of us were surprised was even still on the roster uh, to start the season. But he kind of had a rebirth with this team. Uh, was really reinvigorated and had a great season. Uh, Julian Blackman, 
he was healthy the majority of the year, got hurt late in the season, uh, was knocked out against like uh, the Falcons there in week 16, I believe it was. Uh, unfortunate loss on the field for the Colts against the Falcons, but also losing him for the season. Uh, we saw, especially in those last couple games, they were really, really missing him. Uh, that young secondary really was hurting without his leadership and his communication back there. Uh, and then the rest of the guys were really rotational. Taven Bryan uh, kind of caught the ire of a lot of fans during Grover Stewart's absence. Uh, Tyquan Lewis, one of his better seasons, uh, only the second time in his career he's played every game, so that was great to see. Uh, Jake Martin was uh, a, nice for the Colts to be able to stash a guy with that much experience and uh, good tape throughout his career as like their sixth, seventh pass rusher on the outside. Uh, so that was a good move by them. Jannard Avery, uh, he unfortunately got hurt before the season even began, but he was having a really good training camp. Uh, and then Henry Black, uh, the safety, he didn't get in for any action this year, but uh, was a part of a couple transactions throughout the season. So the, the Colts were wary of what they had. So um, some pretty important guys to note, of course, Grover Stewart and Kenny Moore are the ones you're really looking at. Uh, with Julian Blackman, I don't think the young safeties really proved themselves in his absence that uh, the Colts could go on without him. Now they probably could, you know, Nick Cross is going to keep getting better with experience. I don't really know what to say about Rodney Thomas. He kind of took a step back, but uh, that's a good group in there. There's definitely some the Colts need to bring back and then kind of some in there that would just be nice to have back, but in all it can sort itself itself out during training camp. Uh, so coming up, we'll talk about who the Colts really, really need to bring back. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, theater, all that stuff near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're actually going to have while you're out. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. They have the deals on tickets right up to the day of the event as well. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Uh, for an entertainment capital like Indianapolis, especially when it comes to sports, this is going to be key. It's a big year for Indy. Uh, you obviously have like the NBA All-Star Game, Colts, Pacers. There's a lot going on here. Uh, so Game Time is really a must-have app for all Hoosiers. Uh, the Game Time guarantee also means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. That is how confident they are that you're not going to find a better deal anywhere else. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, all set. Tickets are also sent directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your email, especially when you're in line at the venue and you got a bunch of people breathing down your neck. So snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And we're going to talk about some of our friends over at Jace Medical as well. Uh, I know we come to talk, uh, we come to sports as kind of a, uh, a release from the, the daily anarchy that is everybody's lives. But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real-life scenarios? 
According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if a loved one got sick all while the supply chain was running short. It's it's really scary. Thankfully, we'll be okay, though, because of the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics used to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could really happen to any of us. Just visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to get prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. All right, guys. So I think a lot of us probably had the same group of uh, defensive free agents that we think the Colts really, really got to keep. Now we're going to start with Grover Stewart. And uh, he is a guy who we mentioned this with Michael Pittman Jr. in the offensive show. Their absence is what really earned them their money uh, this year. So the Colts overall weren't great against the run this year with or without Stewart. I'll be honest. I'm not going to make it seem like Stewart was like some huge great wall of China that just made the entire difference in the world. Like there were guys around him that were kind of dropping the ball as well. Uh, when the Colts have been really good against the run, we've seen it from, you know, the cornerbacks are really good at tackling safeties, everybody. Um, but it takes, the, it takes everybody being good at tackling and they just didn't have it this year, but there was a clear difference of when Stewart was and was not there. Uh, so in the six game absence for him while he was suspended for uh, PEDs, the Colts allowed over 150 yards per game. And they gave up 150 yards per game legitimately. Like, it was tough. Uh, teams that were no good at all at running the ball were able to do it. Uh, you know, I mentioned Taven Bryan was in there a lot of the time. Uh, Gus Bradley and Nate Ollie tinkered back and forth with it being Eric Johnson or, or Taven Bryan. It was usually Taven Bryan primarily. Uh, Adetome, Adebuare got in there as well. Uh, but there really was just no substitute for Stewart. Uh, in the games that the Colts did have him, they were down to 108 yards per game on the ground. So you're looking at a difference of about 40, 42 yards there. Like it's it's very, very telling. Uh, they were still giving up too much, many yards on the ground with uh, him out there. But a lot of big games were had when he was on the sideline or DeForest Buckner was on the sideline. Uh, so it just it goes to show that Stewart is a very, very key piece a critical element to the run defense, but the Colts need to put more around them and they need to invest in guys who are really ready to tackle. Um, you see, you know, Juju Brents being absent uh, caused kind of a big issue at cornerback as well. So Stewart easily made his money. Uh, you're probably looking at something around 10 million per year for him. Uh, that's about where he was in his last contract. And that's still where the figure makes the most sense when you look at today's contracts for nose tackles. Uh, Kenny Moore, again, huge bounce back year for him. Uh, he was a great leader for a very, very, very young secondary. Uh, you know, you, you talk to guys like Jalen Jones and Juju Brents, and they point at Kenny Moore for an example of, you know, who is a great guy to watch. Nick Cross as well. Uh, Some more came back, <clears throat> only missed the one game, had 93 tackles with eight for loss. Uh, one and a half sacks, three interceptions, 
six pass breakups and two touchdowns. Obviously, had the two uh, pick sixes against the Panthers. That was a huge difference in the game. If you look at that, I mean, not considering this is a five foot nine cornerback, those are numbers for like a linebacker. Uh, this guy is critical. He's very, very involved and is always around the ball. Uh, we we saw him being very instinctive again, which was always, to me, his biggest asset. Uh, he was always like the smartest guy on the field. And when you're missing a guy like Shaquille Leonard or, you know, they, they had to depart from Shaquille Leonard uh, because he just wasn't the same player, you really hope for a guy like Kenny Moore to come back and be himself. And so that definitely helped with with Kenny being kind of reinvigorated in the defense. Uh, beside him, the the really other mainstay veteran presence in the secondary was Julian Blackman at safety. <clears throat> now, this was up until late in the year. Uh, really like his first full season being healthy. He did, of course, go on IR at the end with the shoulder injury. Uh, but <clears throat> he had a career year as a result. 88 tackles, five for loss, uh, team leading four interceptions, two fumble recoveries, and eight pass breakups. This guy was everywhere. Uh, Zach and I mentioned this as well when we talked about you know Shaquille Leonard being gone. You're looking for someone who can come in and make plays in a variety of ways, and, and they can just affect the ball so many different ways. And really, Blackman was Blackman and Moore were your two guys that you were really looking at for that. Uh, so Blackman. Yet another guy who, once he went down, we saw how valuable he really was. Uh, that loss to the Texans was huge, not having him back there. You know, the first play of the game, big touchdown to Nico Collins. You go back later in the game, uh, wide open touchdown, short yardage to the fullback in the back of the end zone. It's possible that with Blackman, those plays don't unfold that way, or at least not both of them. <clears throat> so Blackman, his veteran leadership and his communication – just his veteran savvy was very well missed, and I think the Colts need to bring him back. And then one more guy who who pretty much just has a lifetime one-year contract every single year, just give him something new until he's ready to hang him up as Tyquan Lewis. Uh, this was a really good story. A guy coming off of back-to-back uh, -back seasons with torn patellar injuries. And the patellar injury, there's been research before. I don't know renewed research, but I've read research before that uh, that is the most difficult injury for football players to come back from and like be themselves again and play at a high level. And it happened to him in two different knees in two consecutive seasons. The guy came back, was there for training camp and put together just the second full season of his career, 17 games and uh, <clears throat> had career highs in four sacks, nine tackles for loss and three pass breakups. Uh, so that's a guy, you know, you see three pass breakups from a rotational defensive end. That's a smart guy. That's someone who is, they know if they're not going to get to the the backfield, the ball carrier, the quarterback, get your hands in the passing lanes. Uh, that's just a smart, crafty player. And for my money, the Colts always have room for a player like that. I thought this was a perfect role for him this year. Obviously not a starter. Uh, you know, you have Quiddy Pay and Samson Ebucom. Dio Dangbo in there, but Tyquan Lewis is your next guy in there. I thought that was a really valuable asset. So <clears throat> uh, coming up, we're going to talk about the rest of the guys and where they maybe fit into this whole thing. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets 
guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 back in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's just so many different ways to bet, uh, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, uh, and then go make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find these popular parlays. That seems to be the way everyone's going nowadays. Everyone wants to tell you about their parlay, and there's a reason. Those are money makers. Uh, so go check that out over at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so <clears throat> the rest of this group, who should let the Colts let walk? Who should they probably bring back and just let it let them duke it out in, uh, in training camp? So we're looking at the rest of these guys, Taven Bryan, Jake Martin, Gennard Avery, and Henry Black. <clears throat> so when you're looking at Taven Bryan, he did help for a good chunk, probably like the first half of the year. He was able to make some occasional splash plays, uh, get disruptive in the backfield. He's always <clears throat> just kind of been a one-trick pony as an interior pass rusher. Uh, he's just got a really good jump off the line that a, a lot of guys don't have. Obviously never been much of a run defender, and I think the Colts really tried to fit a square peg into a round hole when Grover Stewart went out. I think most people knew that Taven Bryan wasn't the guy to, to replace Grover Stewart. They didn't really have anyone to do that with, but it it made Bryan look bad in my eyes. And, and eventually he stopped kind of showing up and making those splash plays. And so I, I think at this point, you kind of just let him walk. You have a guy like Adetome Adeboare who should be more than capable of continuing to grow. We saw plenty of growth from him throughout training camp into the season. Uh, so if you're looking for empty snaps to give to someone, that's one place I would go. Eric Johnson continues to need snaps. Uh, McTelvin Aguim is a guy, if they want to try and bring him back, <clears throat> I, I really thought he brought a lot to the table in training camp. Uh, <clears throat> maybe they could kind of kick the tires on that again. Uh, Jake Martin and Jannard Avery, that seems a kind of a package deal. <clears throat> Two very similar type players. Uh, Avery has probably a little bit more of an edge when it comes to setting the edge and, and uh, defending in the run game, but both players are really good, I think, uh, at their role at least. They're not like, you know, starter, starting level players anymore. Uh, but Avery, I was really disappointed that he got hurt and we weren't able to see what he could do throughout the season. Uh, so I would bring both of those guys back and just kind of let them duke it out and be bottom of the roster edge defenders, you know, throughout the season, unless you find upgrades somewhere, which is fine. Isaiah Land is a, a rookie this year who fits into that as well. Uh, that's someone who they would be competing with. Titus Leo, another one, the rookie who landed on IR. So why not just throw all those guys together? It's They're quality players. They're going to be your, your bottom edge rushers anyway. Probably not always going to be active on game day. So I have no problem just kind of bringing those guys back on one-year vet minimum deals and, and let them go at it. Uh, and then Henry Black, that's an experienced safety there. He's played in the NFL before, I think primarily with the Packers. <clears throat> good to have a guy like that, but, you know, Nick Cross is still going to be there. You've got, you know, Marcel Dabo, who this will be year three for him. Maybe it's finally time he makes the roster. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's it's a crowded group. He was never really, as a veteran, never really able to make the lineup, even when they needed it. You know, Ronnie Harrison kind of stepped up late in the season uh, and filled that void. So, 
we'll see. They could they could afford to let him walk. Any of these four that I just mentioned, they could really let walk. But I see the value in especially bringing back Martin and Avery and just kind of letting them fall into the mix throughout the rest of the season. So I think that is it for me today. Everyone, short one today. You could probably hear the voices uh, kind of fading. As, as you know, I mentioned on uh, social media that Zach and I really weren't able to close out last week because we've just been sick and our, our voices were not able to really go the distance, as you can hear. <clears throat> so you guys, uh, after this, remember to go check out Locked on Sports Today, which is the first ever nationally streamed 24-7 channel on YouTube. We got it here at Locked On. So go ahead and check that out. You'll be uh, referenced over to it after this video, actually. And if you don't already, follow at Locked On Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter. Also subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. We would also love your ratings and reviews. And with that, we will see you guys tomorrow morning to talk all about Gus Bradley.